0: Real fast. I wanted to tell you about my new podcast, Upworthy Weekly. It's a lighthearted news podcast. It comes out on Saturdays. And I have forced my co-host, Todd Perry, to join me here to help me tell you about our new venture, Todd, Why Should They Listen?,
1: well, I mean, a lot of people, they think, oh, it's the Upworthy podcast. It's just going to be sunshine, and it's going to be unicorns. But you know what? It's really not that. Allison doesn't have the ability. She doesn't <laughs> have it in her to actually be that person that I thought we were hiring when we did this show. But clearly, after just a couple episodes, the facade dropped, okay? I thought, you know, she's doing the Upworthy show. It's not going to be like, oh, neurotic, cynical, cynical. Allison, but no, she's there. So, you know, <laughs> I try to counteract that with some of my uh, good vibes.
0: Uh, um, uh, I would argue that if one person is coming off as a little bit cynical and unhinged right now, it's not me.
1: It comes out every Saturday, wherever you get podcasts.
0: Bye. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison,
1: we've had the good times never end. Allison Rosen, doing the wavy pants and fancy Allison Rosen, Allison's your new best friend.
0: Hey everyone! Hi, hello! Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I am sitting in my studio for a rare return to in-person podcast. Producer Tony is not here. He is back in town. That is my understanding. He was so frustrated by Zoom that as you know, he has offered to pay me $40,000 per in-person recording. However, he's not motivated enough to get his hiney here, even though I am in person with a guest. So sucks for him because like I said, it's in person. There is no Zoom happening. I don't even have a computer on the table. I am sitting across from a guest right now. Who is that guest you're wondering? I'm about to tell you. Be patient, please. I cannot handle this pressure anyway. This is someone that I've now had on. This will be the fourth time that puts this person in a special, special club. I'm very excited to welcome back to the show. He's a comedian. He's a writer. He's a sometime actor. He is a elite prankster. It is Jim Florentine. Hello. And he is, I really, as you know, I've been doing this for so long. And just lately, I have been like... (sighs) There's not, it's not just COVID that's going around. There's another virus that, and it's affecting just me. And it's the way it manifests is it's making it so that I've lost my ability to do intros in the proper order because before saying his name, I should have told you what he's promoting right now. And it's, uh, Terrorizing Telemarketers number 7. It's uh, his latest album, his latest prank album, which came out September 16th. There's Bite the Bullet. That's his latest comedy album. It's available on Amazon Prime. And then there's Everybody is Awful. That's his podcast that comes out every Monday. Please put your hands together for Jim Florentine. Hello.
1: Thank you. Thanks for. I can't believe this is the fourth time I'm on. I know. Wow. I know. I feel honored.
0: Yeah. Welcome back.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's
0: been a while though, because the last time you were on, I was incredibly pregnant, and uh, when you walked in, you met the product of that product. That makes it sound like um like a bag of giblets or something. You met who I was pregnant with, my son, who's now five, which is insane.
1: So it's been five years. Yeah. Because I haven't been out here since like November 2019. That's okay. my first time back. I usually come out every few months for a few days right. wherever I live on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. But So wow, I didn't know that was five years ago. I remember yeah. you being pregnant the last time we did right. the podcast and then I saw him. I'm like, how old are you? He's like five. Like, Damn.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah, he was born. Uh, yeah, so it was like I must have been very, very pregnant because like I was saying in the house, I know that it was sort of a, sh- a shortish interview because I had to leave to go – to the hospital to go to an ask an anesthesiologist class. Um, So that would have been in like my eighth or the very beginning of the ninth month. Right. So, yeah. And now he's five. And then I also have another one. I have a three year old. So
1: that's good. That's a good age difference. Five mm -hmm. and three, you know, and then that's perfect. I only had the one, but he's 12 now just turned 12, but no, it's great. And then you got two boys. I got a boy. I love the, you know,
0: yeah and you gave me advice too you said uh whatever he like whatever you know blanket or stuffed animal or whatever he attaches to get a bunch of them because invariably he's gonna like leave it somewhere and then it's gonna be a
1: problem and do you have a few of them
0: yes uh yes although it's more owen that's the second one so that's you met elliot uh and then there's also Owen, who's the three-year-old. He has a particular little blanket that he likes. So we have a few of those, but he knows the difference.
1: He, he, right. You can't switch him in and yeah. out. He'll know.
0: He knows, but he actually, he likes all of them. He's just aware of which one's which.
1: Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. So it
0: works. So it's okay. But uh, he does have, yeah. W- what were the things that your son was attached to?
1: Yeah. Still his blanket. He's still like, when he's at my house, I'm divorced. He'll still you have his blanket. Right. We hide it when his friends come over, He goes, Dad, put this in your room. I go, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's still still a kid at heart. He still likes to sleep with his blanket and all that. So uh, he still has it after, and he's just 12. He's 12 now. So
0: I totally get it. I totally get it. I, this is hugely embarrassing, and I'm okay with that. Um, So I have a bear. Well, it's a, okay. Are you, you're older than I am. No offense, because I am like, no offense taken. When we were growing up, they were called koala bears. You're aware that people just call them koalas now, yes. right?
1: Oh, no, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. And it's like a whole thing. If you call it koala bear, someone younger than us, if you're in your home, someone will come through the window to let you know that it's just koala. It's not bear. It's just koala.
1: What's the difference? Like, why do they have to correct you on that?
0: <sighs> well, because it, they're marsupials and I don't exactly know. Hmm. I don't know, but there's a, like a, there's an energy behind it. It's just okay. koala. Just koala. Um, I think even my own children have corrected me and th- I don't even know where they're getting it. They're not on social media yet. But so anyway, I have a koala that I've had since I was six. This koala has traveled with me. Uh, you know, I went through a period of time where I'm like, I don't, I don't need to sleep with this koala anymore. And then at a certain point, I'm like, I do. It's a comfort thing. I I enjoy having the koala next to me. So as an adult, sometimes the koala will sneak back into bed with me. And uh, we went on a trip as a family, grown woman, two young kids. We left the hotel, went to the airport. And I'm like, oh, shit. I left my koala at the hotel. We had to turn the car around, go back. And I had to like run to the hotel potentially making us late for our flight to get my stuffed animal and at that point i was like maybe it's time to break up with my stuffed animal
1: no i don't know i i i i can understand the attraction to it i had an ex-girlfriend that one time she would bring her little stuffed animals with her on the mm-hmm. road and i remember one time i put a do not disturb sign on the door and they went in anyway and cleaned our room and she had this little stuffed pig and it must have got lost in the mm-hmm. laundry wow. And it was missing. We came back, I'm like, why did they come in here? I start, And then it was missing, and it was the whole thing. I was at the front desk, I go, no, you have to find that. Yeah. Like, well, what was not in there? I go, no, it was. You guys shouldn't have came in. And we, they ultimately found it, it went through the wash. Right. But they did find it, but that was a big crisis. And then mm. and then it was also a thing where she would walk through security with the, the stuffed animals, because she didn't want to put in a bag. She goes, well, they can't breathe at the, <laughs> inside the bag. And I'm like, all right, this is a little embarrassing. Yeah. I'm like, And then she'd be walking through it. Like, you got to put them – It goes, no, but they, they can't breathe. And the TSA is like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, now, Can we did, put them on top of the bag? So we put them on top of the bag and it would go through.
0: Did you find this stuff endearing or annoying? Because I feel like that is a measure of how the relationship was going.
1: Um, no, I just, I found it endearing. I'm like, okay, that's, that's their thing. Yeah. So I'm like, that's fine. Right. And I thought it was a little silly. I think they, you know, I don't think it's going to have a problem breathing inside the bag, but <laughs> right. whatever, whatever you want to believe in, that's fine. Yes. So, yes. but I can understand it. going, how devastated she was. And I was freaking out too. Mm-hmm. Cause I knew how much it meant to her. We had to find that we're lucky. We're there for like three days at the hotel and they finally right. found it like the next day. Right. Good. Yeah, but I so you turning around going back and get it. I I get it. Yeah, you know
0: because my husband, whom you just met or saw again, you had met him previously, I think. He was definitely giving me shit when we were turning the car around and going back, and I and uh because we were potentially going to be late, right? He was giving me shit in the car, and I turned to him and I went. I don't need this right now.
1: (laughs) How how far were you away from the hotel? We really
0: were only like three minutes. It really wasn't.
1: All right, so it wasn't like forty five minutes.
0: Oh my god, no! If it had been forty five minutes, because I was already in my head, I was like making moves to let this koala go. And by the way, every time I say koala, my mouth wants to say bear. Uh, but I am like, I'm, I'm on board with the qualification of it. Uh, I have I'm training myself. Yeah. No, I was like telling myself it, this might be time to just separate, but if we had to, I was going to ask the hotel, could you send it send to it. us? Yeah. Or, of course. yeah I yeah. was, I didn't feel the need to Sherpa it along, you know, I don't know. Sure See, I breathe.
1: would, I, 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 would st- I don't think you need to break up with it even at that point. I think you could pass along to your kids. Maybe one of your kids sleeps with, s- sleeps with it every right. night. This is what mom did. My son has these old wrestling action figures. Mm-hmm. I said, pass them along to your kids. Save this. Yes. And give them to your kids because you play with them. I love that. Yeah, so uh, I don't have a problem with it.
0: Well, so... Once I retrieved the stuffed animal, then I gave it to Owen and he was hugging it in the car and I was like, oh my God, look at this. It's it's so heartwarming. But then he gave it back to me. But I was thinking, see, Daniel, it's like, it's perfect. Right. Um, But Mm -hmm. I did decide I will not travel with the koala anymore. It's too chaotic.
1: Yeah, it could get. Yeah. Like I said, that's when ours went missing too, is when we traveled. That's
0: too difficult. So
1: Now, do you leave food out if you've gone for a few days for the koala?
0: Well, I mean, previously the koala went with me, right? But I think now I will. Yeah, I'm gonna have to leave some. Maybe I just maybe leave eucaly- the TV on so and yeah. put them on the couch. You leave. I'm gonna have to get like a stuffed eucalyptus.
1: <laughs> maybe, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that just makes sense. Okay, so the last time I saw you was 2016. Fill me in. No, 2017. 27 Okay. Yeah. So fill me in on what's what's been happening.
1: Um. Well. Yeah. I was. I, yeah, I was divorced at that you point. You were divorced, yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it was a pretty rough mm-hmm. divorce, but I, I'm over it, it's five years later, everything's good, I get along with my ex, good. you know, she's remarried. To the guy? Yeah, and they have oh, a kid together, crossfit, so my son- dude. Yeah, but my son's got a, you know, a, a little brother. Oh, good. You know, which is good, so, you know, I think he's, I don't know, four, my mm-hmm. son's 12, it's so eight-year difference, or whatever, but, you know, somebody's there, he sees his brother- and all that stuff. So, everything's good. We all get along. He, my son plays sports. I see him at the game. And everything's good. So, you know, That's it worked great. out. It just takes a long time with that yeah. stuff. You never know. There's a lot of bitterness and anger and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But, um, yeah, so everything's good. I'm raising my boy. You know, I love it. I have him half the week, 50% of the time. It's great. I was coaching his rec basketball team, you know, when I had the time and all that stuff over the summer. It was great. And my dad coached when I was a kid. So, I always want to do his it. stuff as a comic because usually the games are on the weekends right. and I'm working. But, I wound up doing it, and we live in a great community. He's got a ton of friends. It's Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, I just love to watch him flourish, you know?
0: That's so great. He's
1: very popular. All the kids like him. I always just tell him, just don't be a dick. (laughs) You know, it's pretty simple. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. Yeah. But now he's in their girls. He just went in the middle school, so now Mm -hmm. he's in all, you know. He has this one girl that he's like for like three years, and he was going at the end of, yeah, in the fifth grade, he's like, hey, we're going in the middle school. He texts her. He's like, you want to be my girlfriend? And she brought back, uh, I'd rather just be friends. Oh. Yeah, and he was hurt by it. What did you tell him? I said, first of all, I go, I had to break it down in a boy's term. Mm Mm-hmm. I said, listen, I go, you're going in the middle school. Now, all your friends, they can eat lunch together. Like in elementary, it's all strict. All of his friends are going to be in that middle school. I go, at lunchtime, do you want to sit with your girlfriend and her girlfriends? Or do you want to sit at the table with all your friends fooling around, laughing? Because you're going to be over there. She's not going to let you sit with your friends. <laughs> yeah. She's going to want her boyfriend there. I go, so you're going to be looking over, man, they're having fun. Uh, Luke's got to sit with his girlfriend. I go, so that. He goes, well, I didn't think about that. I go, and then two, I go, look, there's going to be. 10 times in your life where you're going to get the girl and there's going to be, I don't know, maybe, or five, 10, and you're not going to get the girl. This time, you didn't get the girl. Yeah. So, but then the next time, you will. And it's it sucks. It does, because it messes with your emotions and stuff. So, I said, get used to it. You're only 11. You're going to have a lot of heartbreak in <laughs> yeah. your life. He's blonde hair, blue eyes. I go, he's going to be, you know, I tell him, I go, you know, you have to treat women with respect. You know, if you, I always tell him, if you have a girlfriend and you want to go with somebody else, you have to break up with her first. No cheating. There's no reason to. I go, so, and just be honest. Just, if you want to date somebody and you want to date somebody else, just say, look, I'm not, I don't want to commit. So I'm teaching him all that mm-hmm. stuff. And then yeah. when he's around his friends that we have some really great parents that live in the community that they have a, they're have high school sweethearts. It's a great marriage. I go, mm-hmm. I go, look, you see what's going on here? That's a good marriage. So just absorb this. There's no tension. There's no chaos or any of that stuff. So. I'm trying to teach them the right thing. That's good. Yeah.
0: That's good. So I saw a clip. I haven't listened to the podcast, but I saw a clip of you saying that you lost your virginity at 18, but you didn't jerk off until 21. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. That's crazy.
1: Well, it was strict Irish Catholic. I come from a family of seven kids. Yeah. So, you know, first of all, I mean, I had my two brothers in the room. We were in bunk beds. My other brother's on a cot. So it wasn't a lot of room. So it wasn't, you didn't have a lot of personal space. And it was just, I was went to Catholic school and the religion and the Sunday and I was an altar boy, all that stuff. And it just, that guilt just wears on you. So, right. you know, um, and you just felt like you were going to go to hell anything you did wrong. Right. So it just wasn't even on my radar at the time. I was kind of a shy kid too. So I didn't, I didn't, the first time I got laid was like right about 18, like a month before I was 18 is me and my girlfriend, she was a virgin at the mm-hmm. time too, whatever. But then at 21, I, I that's the first time I, I didn't do it before. I just like, it wasn't. You know, I would always look at dirty magazines and all that stuff. We'd always do that stuff as kids, but I just never did. And I just felt like I was going to go to hell because mm-hmm. that's what they pounded in your head. Right. Even to have sex with a girl, I was going to go to hell too. But I was like, I don't care. This feels good. <laughs> You know, after the first time I did, it, I'm like, man, this feels good. I, I tell the story. I said, I used to I used to wear a cross, a Jesus cross. I would take it off and stick it in my sneaker and then <laughs> shove the sock in front of it so Jesus couldn't watch us have sex. I felt bad. I'm like, oh, man. I thought maybe the socks, <laughs> the right. stuff in the shoe, was mm-hmm. he's not going to be able to see. Yeah. That's how messed up that religion gets you. Right. And then when I did it the first time, I felt so bad. I felt like the biggest loser. I remember the next day just walking around. I go, people are looking at me like, what a loser. Why would you have to do that? <laughs> mm yeah, it was crazy, you know, and, and then and then at some point, like, all right, I'm, if this is what it is, I'm going to go to hell over something, so I might as well just have fun, mm-hmm. you know, but it really messes with your head,
0: right? you right. know,
1: it takes it to an extreme, you know, meanwhile, you know, all the priests are doing all this shady stuff, all, everything, all that stuff's going on, but we got to, you know.
0: Yeah. D- how much guilt did you feel over premarital sex?
1: Not as much as masturbating. Mm-hmm. I felt that guilt over that too, but not as much. Cause I was like, all right, what am I going to do? I'm, and I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to wait, you know, to get married, to have sex, mm-hmm. you know, the testosterone as a boy, all that stuff. So, um, but no, the guilt is it's just incredible. I, I even see like women in their forties now or fifties, still have that Catholic guilt. Mm-hmm. It's really weird.
0: Yeah. Like they
1: won't even masturbate. I'll talk to them. I go, no, I don't do that. I don't need to. No, that's just, no. Right. They still have a hang up over that. Right. They still have a hang up of being a little wild in in bed mm. too. Still, I'm like, after all these years, you didn't get old? No, I just, it's not my thing. Yeah. No, I don't need to do that. That's, no, I'm, it's gross. They won't watch porn. It's weird.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. My friends who went to Catholic school um, or who were raised Catholic, all of them have like intense Everyone I know who was raised Catholic has that intense guilt. It's just in Catholic school, would they like specifically talk about masturbation? Not at all. No. Your
1: parents didn't talk about it. You know, my parents didn't either. So you didn't know. You basically had to learn on the street. No, they never talked about that. So then
0: how did you know that it was so bad, quote unquote, bad?
1: Well, because, you know, one of the commandments is. uh, Spill your. It's not, I don't know exactly what it's. How they word it But it's basically No premarital sex I see So you have to be a virgin To be you know And then You know the masturbation Is part of that too You're gonna You know That was taught I don't know I don't know where I exactly heard that But that right. you go to hell If you do that You know So you basically Just have to, Supposed to have sex Just to make babies Right And that's it No no birth control Right You know I don't know how many times My parents had sex It might have just been seven There were seven kids <laughs> I know But then my dad Had a Playboy magazine Which was weird My mom was super religious mm-hmm. Way more than my dad and just that she let that in the house because when they would go out to dinner, I'd go through the drawers and I'd find it. I'm like, oh, he'd hide it under all of his clothes. And I'm like, oh, look is at that this. what I'm- you
0: were looking for when they'd go out?
1: Yeah, yeah. You just, I don't know, you mess around your parents' bedroom right. and I found it one day. I mean, he had a subscription to it. I guess it was coming to the house or maybe he bought it mm-hmm. at a newsstand and bought it home. But I was surprised that my mom would let that in the house.
0: Right. Do you think she knew? She must have because she, oh, she, clo- she knew. She yeah.
1: knew because I remember one time. She cleaned out the bedroom or whatever like that. And me and my brother were in the garage. We we're probably I was probably like 14. Mm-hmm. And we were looking through the old Playboys. They were in the garbage can. She goes, bring that garbage out to the front by the end of the driveway. The garbage to come tomorrow. And we saw them and we're looking like, whoa. And I had the whole centerfold open. Uh-huh. And my mom walked in the garage. And we're like, oh, sorry. And we threw it in there. She punished us for like three days. She wouldn't even talk to us. Oh, wow. She goes, go to your room. And it was like the silent treatment and all this stuff. Ugh. And we felt bad, too. Like, mm-hmm. oh, man, we didn't. She didn't go, what are you looking at that? She didn't say that your dad's throwing it out. Al- nothing. It was Jeez. just like, go to your room. We're like, oh, man, we, we, we you know, got in a lot of trouble. Mm.
0: And then what was the punishment?
1: Just be grounded in our room right. and staying in our room. Like when we got home from school, we had to go in a room till six o'clock for dinner, do our homework, then we had to yeah. go back, stay in a room.
0: How does all of um, that kind of guilt affect you today?
1: It doesn't, because I don't, I don't, it doesn't. I probably about 25 or 26, I'm like, I'm not living my life like mm. this. I'm not. I'm not feeling guilty about every move I make. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to, you know, I'm going to try to do the right thing. And if it doesn't agree with what you wrote in the book from years ago, then so be it.
0: So did you have like a no pun come to Jesus moment of like a just like I'm I'm not going to be Catholic anymore?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I think I I probably went to church until my like my 30s. I would still go, but then at some point I'm like, oh, what am I doing?" It's just it's boring. Like if they made it more exciting, I might still go. It's the same thing, the same friggin' lines. Then he does a little sermon in the middle for fifty, ten minutes or mm-hmm. something, maybe a little something, a little different, but at least make it fun, right? You know. So it's like it's just it's to me to go in there to recite the same thing, and it's like I I, I got to the point where I go, all right. So if you curse, if you ever cursed, you didn't confess. Like if you get out of confession, suppose you got a clean slate. Mm-hmm. And if someone shoots you, as soon as you get out of confessional, you'll go to heaven because you just confessed all your sins. But if you get in your car on the way home and someone cuts you off and you go fuck, and then you crash into a tree and die, you go to purgatory because you cursed. That's not a mortal sin; it's a venial sin. It's called. Mm. I go. So if I get out of church, I just confessed. I'm a good person, and I crash into a tree because I said fuck like, I, Then I'm not even in heaven. I go. You know what? I'm done. I can't. I can't live up to these expectations.
0: Right. Well, it's just science.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they're gonna, I guess God saw me do that. There's a lot of people out there, but he heard me say fuck yeah. in my car. So I was like, all right, this is silly. This mm-hmm. is silly. I'm just going to do what I got to do. And you know, whatever happens, happens. There's nothing, I, you know.
0: And your siblings and, and parents and stuff, how did they feel about or do they did they know that you were like, I'm done?
1: My mom did, yeah, cause when I stopped going to church, she was really mad. I see. Yeah, she was like, why don't you go And a, you know, I was sometimes like, cause mass on <laughs> Sunday would be like an hour. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I didn't have an hour. I just, you know, I'm hungover. I'm drinking. I'm 20 years old, yeah. 21. We're at parties. The other thing I want to do is get up and go to church. <laughs> right. So I stopped, but then I found this church that I was living in this town on Tuesdays. The mass was only like 25 minutes. There was nice. no sermon in the middle. I'm like, I could do 25 minutes. <laughs> I'm a comic, 10:30 in the morning or whatever. So I'd go there. And my mom's like, that doesn't count. I go, what do you mean it doesn't count? She goes, you need to go on Sunday. I go, but I'm still going to one mass a week. I got 25 minutes. on do an hour. She goes, well, you're going to have to deal with God when you meet him about that. I go, okay, fine. I go, I'm sure God's going to be okay. I go, God, I went on Tuesday because I late work. I do comedy at two in the morning on Saturday. I'm tired. So I go on Tuesday. What's the difference? I went once a week.
0: He's going to bring out the day planner. He's like, mm. It shows here on the schedule that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember my mom go. Okay, you're gonna have to deal with God when you meet him. Tell and he's, you know. Yeah. So he's gonna let you decide. I'm like, I don't care. I'm doing it once a week. That's good enough. Right. And then I like by 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 thirty, I stopped. I haven't been to church in years. My kids, though, I got them in like CCD. Oh,
0: so he's doing it.
1: He's just a religion class. Mm-hmm. So they got to, go, you know, it's like one week camp in the summer. They go and then uh-huh. he received his communion already and he's gonna receive his confirmation. You know, but uh, he don't, we don't go to church.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, tell me about the decision to do CCD.
1: I, I wanted, I, w- I wasn't going to do it. And my brother's like, look, he's got to believe in something. At least let him grow up believing in something instead of not. I go, I, you know what? That makes sense. And my mom was still around at that time. Mm-hmm. And I know she would have been really disappointed if I didn't put him in CCD. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, let me do it. You know, so, and he likes it. You know, it's all his friends that are mm-hmm. Catholic that go to the public school. So it's fine. It's only one week. They usually do it like every Tuesday. The first couple of years is every Tuesday from like six. It was brutal. I'm like, this sucks for like the whole year. I'm like, I could teach a Catholic religion in like three minutes. Just don't be a dick. Be a good person. Treat people how you want to be treated. There you right. go. Are we, got, are we done here? <laughs> don't fuck another guy's wife. Are we done here? You know what I mean? I could really, I mean, how do we, would you need to keep going over this stuff over and right. over again? Okay. Yeah. Moses, he put two animals on a fucking, <laughs> on a, on an ark. All right. Good. What do you do with the other ones? He left the other mm-hmm. ones to die. All right.
0: Yeah, how did they decide? Right,
1: what if there was three tigers? Wait, how? And three were trying to get on that ramp. Did he go? Sorry, only two. That's mean.
0: How did they decide which ones made it?
1: I don't know. That's what I. I was telling someone the other day. I go, yeah. I go, to be no, was a dick.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: You know, what if there was four dogs? Right. And they're like, sorry, only two. I can only take two. I mean,
0: that feels like eugenics at that point. Like, (laughs) because you know they're going to put, like, the best... They're not putting the old, decrepit dogs on Right, right, right. They're putting the young, like, the most robust ones.
1: Yeah, probably, yeah. That's a real,
0: like, work-will-set-you-free situation. I don't like that one bit. Uh, I know. Um, Okay, let's talk about Everybody is Awful. I was listening to the most recent episode. Uh, You had some... Well, first of all, I love the premise, which is you... Ranting about people's social social media posts, right? Is yes. that every episode? Yeah. How long has this been going on?
1: Eleven years.
0: And you never run out of material.
1: Never, because I have the fans that listen to podcasts send stuff in that they think I'll hate. So it makes my life easier to email it to my god. Like, oh, yeah, I can work with this.
0: <laughs> and tell me about some of the things that you typically hate.
1: Well, um, posting pictures of their food. <laughs> They're in a restaurant, like, I don't know, you know, I don't know what you want me to do that you're eating and, you know, you're at a restaurant, you know, I'm not there, you know, or to, or to someone makes a meal at home and then posts it, because they just want a pat on the back. They yeah. They go, hey, look, I just did this, will you please tell me I'm great? Because mm-hmm. there's no negative comments. Right. You know, it's always like, save me a piece, now I'm hungry. Mm. <laughs> You know, they start putting negative comments. I don't want to post that because they might say it looks like shit, you know, so that it's just it's just a weird phenomenon that that people do that. Like it's something you do three times a day. You Mm -hmm. eat. Right. So it's like, why are you posting that? Hey, I'm it's six o'clock and I'm having dinner and this is what I made. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, that's what you're supposed to do. You got a family. I always say, like, I can't picture my mom growing up with seven kids doing that like taking a picture like she's got a big pot of ravioli where at the table it's like hold on i'm gonna go get the polaroid camera She have to get the polaroid snap a picture of like mom what are you doing oh i'm gonna i gotta go knock on the neighbor's door one by one and show them what i just did she'd have to go door to door because yeah. there's no internet back right, then so right. imagine how crazy that would be mm-hmm. that she knocks on the neighbor's door guy i just want to let you know i just i just cut <laughs> this they're like okay so what do you want me to do yeah you know, I mean, that's what we're basically right, doing.
0: Right. So the so the bragging and the narcissism the bra-
1: and then, then also online. the made up stories by the parents with that how the kid's really smart, that the, my three year old just read yeah. War and Peace last night in an hour and a half. I don't know where he gets it from. Let me guess from you. You want the backhanded <laughs> compliment. Yeah. You know, or or someone's always in a supermarket. Always, it's all, they. It, they're like com- they're like comics that steal material, but they they take the premise, but they just change the punchline. So it's a lot of people in a supermarket. Someone in front of them is not well off or they're, they're low. She's carrying three babies and she's and she she she's short like twenty dollars. And I yeah. said I'll get I'll pay for it. And then I walked her out and I helped her put all the packages in the car. Yeah. Hey, do a good deed every once in a while. Like no one knows to do that. <laughs> I saw a homeless guy out in front of the the store and I gave him my sandwich. No one knows to do that. Thank you for posting that because I wasn't sure that maybe if I have extra food, give it to a guy that's struggling. Right. But they just want, oh, you're amazing. Thank you. There's got to be more people like you in the world.
0: There's a lot of stuff online that's like extra clever, sassy, calculated, definitely manufactured. And I'm like, If it were a comedian, then it would be well-crafted. And and I I don't have an example, so this is going to be a frustrating thing I'm saying. But like, if it were a comedian, then it's well-crafted and funny. But this is ham-fisted because it's not a professional doing it. And it just comes off as like, it's overly clever, so I can feel that it's made up, and right. I, that I hate.
1: Yeah, right. Because a comic, you stretch a story. I need a yeah. better punchline right. to the story. Okay, I'm going to make this it didn't really yeah. happen. Most of it happened, but right. And it's all about competition. So you see, one woman post about how smart her son is, right. and then they read the comments and they go, well, "I have a son that age now. I got to come up with a story yeah. so people think." And it's always coming from well, of course, because I'm the fa- I'm the parents. That's yeah. why. Yeah. But or my kid is really smart or really funny, like, a, or the kid will say a funny joke mm. at two years old, will crack a joke. You know, you and mom uh, better go to go see a therapist. You guys keep arguing. That's what a two year old said. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. We had one little argument, and my two year old snaps. You guys better go to therapy and work this out. Yeah. Okay. That's what a two year old said. <laughs> but and it's uh, like and people believe it. I'm like, "Why are you believing that? I don't care if you're f- you you got to say that's that didn't happen. That's a lie." But it's all but everyone's trying to compete. Everybody's mm-hmm. competing for attention. They see this, everybody posts like the one hour out of the day where they're having fun. Yeah. And they post that. And they don't post the other 23 hours where they're doing the laundry, right. Laying on a couch, cleaning up. That's not fun. But that right. one hour and so everyone's like, "Oh man, they're doing fun mm-hmm. stuff. Now I got to do fun stuff." I feel like I got to compete. Yeah. That their kids said something smart now I I got to have my kids say something smart smart it's it's really it's sick is what it is
0: does social I I actually am quite affected by other people's social media and it can make me feel very low do yes. you
1: have that I, I I try not to watch I try not I, I I just go on there like uh I'm on there rarely I'll post stuff I don't look I don't read comments and That's then smart yeah I just I don't because as a comic, like I never tried to appeal to everybody because mm-hmm. I always said if I'm going to be, I'm just going to be Miller middle of the road. So I just appeal to people that like me. And if someone doesn't understand the tweet that I put out there or a video on Instagram, I'm like, there weren't fans to begin with. It's not like I lost them. Somehow it got on their radar. So why am I worried about them?
0: How did you adopt or have you always been that way?
1: Pretty much. Yeah, because look, you don't want people. And I I, I say this point like, you know, a female comic will post, you know, a picture of her looking good. And then you got these trolls going, you're ugly. You got a big nose. You're flat chested. Where's your ass? You know, what's wrong with your eyes? That's horrible. Mm. You got big ears, you know, these strolls. Like, imagine if your husband said that shit to you. That would affect you the rest of your life, like how mean that stuff is. And they're getting from these complete strangers that know they can't have that girl.
0: And it's every female in the public eye gets that stuff. And it's hard. I know. When I am, I haven't done this in a long time. Uh, but back in the day when the when comments used to bother me, I would think of any other female in the public eye, usually someone I liked and respected, and I would just go onto Reddit and type in their name and see what they got, and I'd be like, Jesus Christ! Like, I remember Amy Poehler because right. I, I thought she's so like she's so funny, and I just wanted to see all the and I like look at all, like how could you hate Amy Poehler? She got so much hate, so it's much hate. crazy.
1: <clears throat> I know it really is, and it's not it's not good for people's mental health. No, at all. You know, I really, I really believe like all these social media companies should, you can't comment on anything that would make people's lives a lot better. What do you need the comments for? Right. Right. I have this one female comic I'm friends with. She goes, well, it helps because I respond. It helps the algorithm move it up. I'm like, is it really worth your mental health the rest of the day? Right. So I really think they should, because I don't like my kids. Like, I want to get a YouTube channel. Like, I'll put funny things on there. I go, "I, I know, because I don't want some kid that doesn't like you in school going, you suck. Yeah. You're horrible. It's not worth it. It's not so why can't get rid of the comments like who cares you need the pats on the back you need the negative i don't want to re- if if i have a hundred positive comments and three that are really shitty mm-hmm. those three are the ones that are gonna affect me right you know so i it, it, nobody should even see that stuff
0: oh that's see that's really smart that you know to protect yourself in that way because what you're saying about like if if <clears throat> someone doesn't get something that you say or if someone doesn't like something then like those weren't your fans and it just got on their radar somehow like that legitimately never occurred to me.
1: Good, <laughs> yeah, because someone <laughs> retweets myself. it. Someone retweets it, right, and yeah. then someone has no idea who I am. He, right. It's on his because he follows that guy or whatever, and he's mm-hmm. like, "What is this? Oh, right. this is, I don't like this." I meanwhile, I, I gotta go. I gotta go coach my kids' basketball team. I can't worry about some yeah. troll somewhere going, "You suck. You're never right. funny." I'm like, I don't want that in my on my. And, and, you know, yeah. in my on my radar, you know, no, as I, I know go, because
0: it, it does completely take you away from your family. Like, and yeah, I'm speaking from personal experience, like, yeah, Daniel will be like, hello. And I'm like, you know, up my ass inside my own phone, like, responding yeah. to me like what you're saying, as smart as it is, legitimately never even occurred to me because I will if someone misunderstands something I said and takes it a negative way, I will feel the need to justify and explain myself. And it's so stupid. Because oftentimes it's a bad faith argument from them, like they're just trying to get a rise out of you.
1: They're trying to get a rise, yeah. exactly. And you can't—you gonna fight with them? Like, right. You know, on social media about it. it's like, you know, look, there's a there's a great book that I read called The Four Agreements, where.
0: Oh, yeah, I think I have that. I've just never read it's it. It's
1: gr- it's great to go back. It's an easy read too. It basically don't take anything personally. You know, it right. has nothing to do with you. Someone cuts you off in traffic, and you know, and then gets out of the car and starts screaming at you. Like it's your fault. He mm-hmm. goes that guy. That whatever's going on in his life, that has nothing to do with you. It's not right. your fault. He might have just had a fight with his wife, and she's mm-hmm. going to divorce him, and he's angry. Like you can't take that personally. It's tough. Like it's easy to say, but mm-hmm. but it, it's really good. Like I don't make assumptions on things. Like don't make assumptions that. You know, because everyone's overthinking and overthinking leads to depression. You know, you're overthinking a situation. Sometimes I'm just like, this is what it is that I'm not over, going to overthink this situation. Because whenever you overthink a situation, you always think the worst. Yes. And it's a complete opposite. Right. Like a comedy club, I'll email a comedy. I'm like, hey, man, I'm, uh, you know, I want to get a date back there. Let me know, uh, you know. And he doesn't get back to me for like four days. And I'm like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. What did I, I thought I did good last time? I had pretty... Did I say something to him? And then meanwhile, the fifth day, dude, I was just got back from Costa Rica. I right. was off the radar. Absolutely. What weekend you want? I'm like, why did I do that for four I days?
0: I know. I know. And like right now, there's a couple guests that I am intending to have on my podcast and they've reached out. And the reason I haven't booked them is because I'm just trying, like I, I'm sort of trying to figure out some things about like what am I how am I gonna deal with these particular dates of like it has nothing to do with them. I am a hundred percent going to book them. I just haven't I just have a few balls in the air and I'm like trying to sort out what's going on with these dates. But they could very well think that I'm not booking them. Right. You know?
1: Absolutely. In fact
0: like I almost it was like twelve thirty last night and I was thinking like I should just email this guy and be like, just wanna let you know I'm for sure going to book you. But then I'm like that is a weird time to email someone i don't know you know very well but like that's true uh and i'm like i'll just deal i'll just you know choose a date tomorrow today which i haven't but um yeah it's funny yeah overthinking you're never like you never overthink yourself into a positive place.
1: No, and it's never. It's always something. You always go to like the darkest place, like right. the worst thing, and it's never the. Rarely is it the worst thing.
0: Yeah. No, it never is.
1: It never is. But you always go there. Like a, yeah. you, now, you're trying to figure it out, and like, and it just messes you ahead. I'm right. like, I need some peace in my life.
0: And even if it is, this is where I get get to sometimes. Though, even if it is the worst thing, that. News will come to you on its own. You don't need to figure it out. You don't need to seek it out. Right. You know, like there was something recently where I had thought myself into like, I have not heard from these people in a little while. What if that means a big rejection is coming? Should I email them to like take the temperature? But I don't want to because if that rejection's coming, that's going to be <laughs> shitty. So... If that rejection's coming, it, it I'll find out eventually, and there's nothing I can do about it, so I'm not going to reach out to them, and I weirdly like had peace about like the inevitability of it, and of course it didn't happen it didn't because I was right. imagining it anyway, yeah, yeah, but like really, this thing where we're we're all trying to read the tea leaves is just. We're just making ourselves crazy.
1: No, I know. And it's just, it's so easy to get in contact with somebody. So when they don't, they're like, well, then there's got to be something wrong. When it was just a phone, they had a house phone. It was like, all right, well, they'll get back to us when they can. Yeah. So it makes it like at any time through any social media they could how come they didn't message me?
0: Yes. There's too many ways to get in touch with everyone.
1: There's way too many. Absolutely. Way too many.
0: Uh, When we last talked, you were saying that you do not do any research of potential girlfriends. Online.
1: no and i still don't you still don't no so i you're should just
0: like you're just not an online person very much
1: no like. i should i should i probably should but i'm like i always say well, hey whatever happened in your past happened in your past but i probably should you know you, you know uh research because i got like, oh, there's a lot of red flags why yeah. all of a sudden does this person change now right i just i don't know for some reason i just go on with a clean slate like if someone did whatever they did that, I'm like, I, I, I wasn't there. So I can't, I can't get mad. If some girl says, well, I slept with 50 guys. I'm like, what am I? Am I going to be mad? I right. wasn't around. Right. I wasn't with her. Mm-hmm. So am I, I going to hold that against her? I'm not, you know, if I'm okay with it, I'm not going to hold it against her. So, right. but no, I still own it, but I probably should.
0: Well, I'm trying to think, like, what information you'd find online that
1: would indicate... Maybe, red- well, even if going through her Instagram, you know, oh, looking yeah. at pictures, all that stuff, you know. Um, right. Maybe you know someone that dated her, and then I could ask, hey, you know...
0: Yeah, what's the story with this person?
1: Yeah, so... But I just don't. I don't know. I just like... because. You- I'm like, oh, let's just go in and see what happens. But then ultimately, you, you probably get burned because people right. aren't going to change as they get older, too, to just they true. are what they are. Yeah.
0: It's like, it's like you want to be trusting, right? You don't want to
1: be. You want to be. But, you know, and everybody puts up a front in the beginning, of course, you know, everybody's the greatest. <laughs> you- and then all of a sudden, you know, slowly. Yeah. The real person starts slowly coming out, you know.
0: What kind of front do you put up?
1: Um, I really don't. I'm pretty much myself. You know, I don't, I just tell them right off the bat, like, what I am and yeah, I don't really put up a front. I don't mm-hmm. go do goofy things because that's what you're supposed to do. I'm not going to go kayaking with you. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to go in a pumpkin patch and pick pumpkins because I know we're supposed to do that in the first few, few dates that so we can get the picture. It's all about the photo op and then right. post it. Right. You know, and most time people are getting back at, at, a, at a, an ex that's stalking mm-hmm. them. So they go, Hey, I got a new guy. He does shit. Look. Yeah. And then that guy hates me. He's like, "Who's this fucking pumpkin patch? You think I want to be in here? <laughs> I don't even like pumpkins. <laughs> I wouldn't even go with my kid." Yeah. So that that you get that. So I just shoot that stuff down right off the back because I don't want to do it. I don't. I'll, I'll go to like a heavy metal concert, mm-hmm. and I know she doesn't like it. I go. I'm not going to drag her there. I'm not going to go. Come on, you got to go. We got to do things together. I know she's not going to have fun. I don't want her to stand there for two hours listening to that stuff. Right. So I, then, okay, then don't let me go. I don't want to go kayaking. Mm. It works out better that way because now you're forcing it. They don't right. really want to be there. Once in a while, I'll experience something. I went to Napa Valley with a girlfriend. I go, all right, you know, I'm not really a wine guy, but yeah, I'll go for the experience. Uh, meanwhile, as a comic, like maybe I'll get a bit out of it. Right. That's all we're thinking. Did you? Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, it took me a, wh- a long time to get one out of it, but I did go. I go, all right, I'll do something like that. And all my friends are like, what? You're going to taste wine? I'm like, ah, whatever. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm in San Francisco, you know, whatever. And. So, but most of the time I just say, no, I remember I was dating this girl We're like a, we're down in Florida on vacation. She's like, Hey, there's an art museum tonight down in Miami. You know, you want to go? I go now. Like, <laughs> Why not? I got it. It's just like pictures on a wall. What are you going to do? Just stare at them. And then what? <laughs> She's like, yeah, but I, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. You don't see the, f-. I'm like, not really. It's like, really? You don't want to go? I go, nah, I just, I'm just not going to have a good time. I go, let's go to dinner. Well, you know, we've got a place on the beach. We'll hang. We'll fucking tiki bar, or whatever. All right. But I just had a shot. I go, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have a good time. So I just go, no, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to, you know, oh, yeah, that looks good. What is that? A sunset? All right. Great. Can we get out of here? Where's the free wine?
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's talk about terrorizing telemarketers. Uh, the, I I love the addition of COVID and masks and the vaccine and all of that. Oh my God. I mean, I'm, the thing is, I'm sure that I've asked you this before, but I have to ask you again, how do you not break? How do you keep a straight face when you do this? Like, and you and Don Jameson, do you guys even like look at each other and smirk during this at all? Or when you do crank yankers, like, <coughs> is, is there any breaking ever? Is there any like smirking or like, oh, this, like, yeah.
1: Sometimes I remember doing crank anchors. I remember like Jimmy and Adam uh, and uh, Sarah Silverman mm-hmm. were in there. Uh, I'm in the recording studio doing a call, and I'm burping in this guy's ear <laughs> or whatever, and he thinks I go, "It's not me. It's coming from your your jar." He's like, well, "I'm looking around. I'm going but cubicle cubicle I don't know." I go, well, "Someone's burping over there," and I see them on the floor through this little uh, window on the floor laughing. I'm like, "I can't look at them. I can't look at <laughs> them. They're dying because they're listening in." One time we did this call, it's called, "Uh, hold on, let me put my brother on the phone. <laughs> it's one of our famous calls, but it's so stupid and silly because as soon as the woman is trying to give us information about this vacation package, mm-hmm. I go, yeah, I want to get the package. Hold on, let me put my brother on the phone. We passed the phone back and forth. The first time we did it, we were staring at each other here, like just like we are, like that. We ha- and we started laughing. And I hung up and we got mad at each other. I go, why'd you break? He goes, you broke. I go, no, you broke. Go, no, you broke. I'm like, we can't do this. We who, got-.
0: who was the other person?
1: It, Don? Yeah, it was Don uh-huh. Jameson. Yeah, because we were looking at each other. It was so silly and stupid. Uh-huh. I go, All right, the next per- telemarketer calls, we're going back to back. So we were back to back and we we're passing the phone <laughs> over our shoulder like this. Uh-huh. So I didn't have to look at him. So he was facing one way, I was facing, and I could feel his back and mine <laughs> shaking because we were laughing, but we got the call and it wound yeah. up being one of our good calls. But you, I don't know, usually I, I'm good at not breaking character. Mm. I'm usually a good ball buster. I've been since yeah. I was a kid. So I just, because if you break, then it's like, I'll just play dumb. And, right. and people are like, why? Well, he's not being a dick. Yeah. It's almost like even when I go to like Staples the other day, it's like, you got a phone number uh, to put in for the rewards. And I'm like, uh, I don't live around here. And it's <laughs> like, what does that mean? So there's a staples everywhere. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And my son always <laughs> thinks it's funny. I go, I go, they're not thinking I'm a dick and I'm not being, an, they're just like, this guy, what does that mean? Okay, whatever. Right. You know, just stupid. So I never break. Cause if you break, then you're all right. This guy's just yeah. messing with me. Yeah. I so I always that. just, I kind of play dumb. And with the telemarketers, I play dumb, whatever's mm-hmm. going on. Hey, I'm just trying to get the information. I know this might be a little weird, but
0: I love, I love that response to just like make it so for any telemarketers listening, I'm sorry. But just like make it so weirdly difficult for them to get their information that they just give up. Well, because I always end up giving my phone number or a fake phone number because I am a people pleasing kind of person. And I, of course, I've been through enough transactions in my life that I know exactly what they want. Right. So I just know how to give it to them or alter it, you know? Yeah. But I never like think to play dumb. Like I remember you said that. You know, when they ask for a phone number, to that you'd just be like, "Oh, my girlfriend's really jealous. She doesn't let me have a phone." Oh yeah,
1: I said that to a girl. Yeah. I remember it was an auto parts store. Yeah, my girlfriend's really jealous. I can't. she just no. It's not because I go, "Look, I can't." She's super <laughs> jealous. I just started dating. I, I like her a lot. She's like, I swear, I go, "Look, I just can't take that chance." I'm sorry. I just love that. <laughs> but I'm not laughing, so she thinks, "Oh, I just got right. serious," you know. Yeah. So. Um, One thing with the telemarketers They usually have like 10 people in a row Curse them out go don't ever call here I'm on the do not call list whatever They finally get to me and they're like Whoa we might have something I could have yeah. possibly have a sale 10 people in a row Just curse me out now this guy's on the phone Right something weird's going on but I'm staying on. And if you don't curse or tell me you don't want the product, they can't hang up because they got a supervisor listening in. Yeah. So I always know that. I never curse. Mm-hmm. And I don't tell them I don't want the product. I'll string them along, string them along. But I think they're just happy to get a live person on the phone. They yeah. go, I, I'm putting up with a lot of shit, whatever this guy's doing, but I could possibly get a sale at the end.
0: And did you guys go to, did you, did you go to a state where, or no, you can record it anywhere? Yeah,
1: Crank Anchors, we had to go to, like, it's a one-party consent. Right. So we would do the calls out of Nevada. Mm-hmm. As long as one person knows they're being recorded, you're fine.
0: Which is so weird.
1: I know. That, that, back in the day, that, that, I don't remember if you remember that Linda Tripp woman. She, yeah. She recorded Monica Lewinsky without her knowing, and that was in Maryland, which is a two-party consent. Mm-hmm. So both parties had to know to be recorded. She got like under house arrest for six months because right, of that. Right, right. So we always knew crank anchors would have to do it in Nevada or New York. But with telemarketers, it's an incoming call. We're safe because they're calling our house.
0: So would you just wait for a telemarketer call?
1: Yeah. And like, I get mad if it's one of my friends. <laughs> I'm like, I thought you were a telemarketer. Call back.
0: And do you get them frequently enough? Like how long, what was the longest you guys ever waited for one? I mean, I get them all the time. So.
1: Um, sometimes it'd be like four or five hours. We'd be sitting there like, this is ridiculous. You know, but, um, I have a bunch of friends that are businesses and they always call businesses. Uh huh. You know, that's the thing. So I go, here's my number. Give them, say, Oh, he's at this address. So my number is <laughs> out there forever. And I just answer, is this Eddie? Yeah, it's Eddie. Yeah. I'll answer to anybody. Um, no, but yeah, I remember I did a, a, ter- a telemarker album like seven years ago. Mm-hmm. I hooked up my home phone. And all these companies were calling because they call right away. Like it's an active number. And if you pick up, they, you know, they, they're selling these mailing lists, your phone number or whatever. You put your phone number out there, it gets out there. I, I disconnected the phone after I was done with the album. Like, like during a pandemic about September 2020, I decided to do another one because I was bored. I get the home phone hooked up again. As soon as I plugged it in, like two minutes later, the same companies from seven years ago were calling me, like a local gutter company, oh my God. this mortgage, uh, you know, uh, uh, Plymouth Rock Insurance, the same companies. I'm like, what were they doing for seven years? They were just dialing this number like and then. Like roto
0: dialing or something. It's That's crazy. so weird.
1: Same companies. That's so weird. Yeah.
0: Has anyone ever figured it out? What? Like, oh, you're the guy who does
1: the prank i Yeah, I've, I've a few of those. Like, is it just Jim Florentine? Is it Crank Anchors? Yeah, yeah. I get that once. So like, one out of every 20 calls. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I'm like, all right, I hang up. I'm like, that's not a good call.
0: <laughs> Do you and um Don decide ahead of time what the, the you know, prank is going to be?
1: Sometimes we'll have a general idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there was one – on the new album, where I, I go, the woman calls, I go, yeah, I'm, she goes, yo, okay? can you talk? I go, yeah, I'm in a restaurant right now. I'm just going to have some lunch, but yeah, I could talk. What's going on? And then Don comes over at the waiter and he keeps pushing these lunch specials on me and he won't shut up. And I'm trying to get the information. He keeps babbling. And I'm like, all right, dude, can you just, I'm on the phone. Give me a second. He's like, but you know, we got this turkey club with mayo. And he's said, keep on. I go, miss, can you talk to him? Because he's driving me nuts. <laughs> Why would I hand my phone to the waiter? <laughs> So I hand it to him. She's like, listen, he's just trying to get the information. He's not ready to, he doesn't even have a menu. He goes, no, I have the menu right in front of him. Just give him the lunch special. She's like, can you give him a couple minutes? I'm trying to give him information. He goes, but my boss is going to yell at me. She goes, put him back on the phone. And I put, get back on. He starts again. I go, to talk to him again. So I'm, now I got her involved. She's like, stop it. Stop. Stop. <laughs> he goes, can you give him this one lunch special? See, he gives her the special. So it gets so silly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What I love is that. The inevitable turn where the telemarketer is irritated with you and trying to get you off the phone. And I mean, not that this always happens, but I'm thinking of like the first one where you're like trying to keep them on the phone. Oh, always. We get a
1: lot where they want to go. I'm like, what do you mean you want to (laughs) go?
0: And it's like, oh, you, the telemarketer, are tired of your time being wasted?
1: Right. I know. What? I know. It, it, it happens all the time. I'm like, listen. I go, it's never because whatever is going on. Like, you know, let me call back. I go, no, this is a good time because I have to go to work in a little bit. So this is perfect. Yeah. It's always a good time. Yeah. Even though there's chaos, whatever is going on. Right. We have this one. It's called Fiance. It's on Terrorizing Telemarketers Volume mm-hmm. 7. It's 18 minutes and one second. <laughs> it is the darkest, saddest The premise is, I pick up and it's a guy selling me a mortgage, and I go, "Oh, that's perfect. I'm looking for a mortgage. I'm I'm getting married in a couple of weeks, and me and my wife are getting a new place, so we need a mortgage broker." He goes, "Oh, perfect." And all of a sudden, he goes, "All right, good." So I set that up. I go, "Excuse me, can you hold on? I got food coming to the door." So I pretend I go to the door to go get the food. Don Jamison picks up. He goes, "Hello." He's like, "Yeah, who's this?" He goes, "Oh, this is his roommate." He goes, "Oh, my. You were just talking to my roommate." He goes, "Yeah, I'm trying to sell my mortgage." He said, "He goes, yeah." He said, "Is you know, he's getting married in a couple weeks." He goes, "Yeah." He goes, yeah. He goes, uh, he goes. I don't think he should get married. Don says to the mortgage guy, he goes, listen, man, I don't know. I'm just trying to sell the guy a mortgage. Is he there, he goes, no, he's still getting the food. He goes, Don goes, look, I got to be honest, man. He goes, uh, he shouldn't marry that girl. He goes, I had an affair with her like two weeks ago, <sighs> and the guy's like, whoa he goes all right well look man i i'm just trying to sell a mortgage I don't you know i don't know what the hell's going on but yeah. I put him back on he goes all right listen he, here he comes he goes can you tell him real quick because i'm afraid to tell him Can you tell him and he hands me the phone i go hello he's like yeah i go you just talked to my roommate he goes yeah 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 whatever i go okay and he doesn't tell me right at that point then a minute later don picks back up i go hello he goes yeah he goes yeah I he goes did he tell you i go did he tell me what he goes sir did you tell him he goes no i didn't tell him i go he goes, well, you should tell him. I go, tell me what, sir. <laughs> and he breaks it to me that my roommate was having oh had an God. affair. And he count for the next eighteen minutes. He counts us like what a, you know, what kind of friend would do that? And he's like, well, you know, he's saying stupid. Well, she was really hot, you know. And he's like, what does that mean? <laughs>
0: oh my god
1: oh my god it, it, and he's like why would you do that why would you hang out with someone i go should i still marry he goes why would you want to marry someone she's gonna do it again i go i, I have faith in her he goes, she did it with your roommate he say, he sounds like a therapist and at one oh point he goes god. i thought this was a fa- a prank call obviously it's not like he oh totally believed it oh it was so great and then he's getting graphic He goes look did you do it just once he goes well it was a second time we had a, a wine you know she uh she gave me a massage i go really i go she never gives me a massage, because she, and Don goes, "Yeah, well, she said you don't like that." I go, "She said that?" <laughs> oh, it's so funny!
0: Oh my god!
1: Yeah, it's it's just, and he's just the nicest guy in the world, just trying to break. And Don's like, "Ah, uh, I don't know. I guess you know. Can I still go to the wedding in two weeks?" The guy's like, "Is that what you're worried about?" Oh my! He word. goes, "I don't know if you have a sense of reality. What's going on?" And Don's like, "Well, maybe I'll just sit in the back then at the church."
0: Do you ever feel a little bit guilty about no,
1: no? Because it's like I don't know. I you have to you have to block that out.
0: <laughs> but but is it in you to be blocked out, or do you not even? No, feel it's it? in
1: me. It's in me to block out. Because when you're in the moment, you just got to go. I remember we were doing that the special ed character from Crank mm-hmm. Anchors. We had a famous mm-hmm. actor in there. He's a famous director now. I don't want to say his name. Maybe I'll put me in a movie one time. But anyway, he felt so bad because I was special ed and he was going to be, I don't know, maybe my dad. And we we're trying to we, some kind And halfway through. He goes, you know what? I can't do this. I'm sorry, miss. This is a prank call. I'm sorry. I thought I could do this. I can't do this. And she's like, excuse me. He goes, yeah, this is a show. I, I'm i sorry. I this is this isn't real. And he walked out. He's like, I can't oh do it. Oh my
0: god! I'm making a note to ask you who it is afterwards.
1: OK, yeah, yeah. But so he you know, and I'm like, I, I get it, you know what I mean? But you have to commit to what you know, this is what I got to be laser focused and I can't worry about it. Yeah. You know, um, no, I've had ones where, you know, a woman left work early because she was so upset.
0: Oh, geez. What was that about?
1: uh this was on Gang because i was pretending i was driving Like, yeah, i'm driving i'm still del- you know i deliver pizzas on these back roads okay all of a sudden and all of a sudden boom, 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 boom. <gasps> they put some tire screeching in or whatever like what happened i go oh i hit something she goes, should i go i go no 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 i go let me see i go oh i get out oh it's a deer she's like oh my god are you okay i'm like yeah i'm fine but yeah it was a deer i go can you tell me about the water bill because i gotta get this thing and she goes, okay, you sure? I go, yeah, sure. I'm gonna call back. Oh no, just do it. So she goes back into her pitch about the water bill. This is you owe this, whatever. And then all of a sudden, you hear, "Help me, <gasps> help me!" <laughs> oh my god! And the woman's like, "Sir, what's who is that?" I go, "Uh, uh it's, it's the deer." <laughs> she's like, "No, it's not. That's a person." I go, "No, nah, no, nah, it's the deer." She's like, "Oh, I hear something. help me, please." I'm like, "I'm like," uh, she's like, "What are you? What's going on?" And I will I go miss all right, listen you're in on this okay you can't tell she goes i'm not in on this no no i go i listen i didn't see him i go please i i I, my i'm on a driving on a suspended license please don't say anything she goes, i want nothing to do with this and i go hold on i'll take care of this and i I got three gunshots boom boom boom. and i go okay so get what what about my water bill she hangs up (laughs) and when they call back she left work early like they call back a few hours later to get permission and she was so upset she left work early i felt bad about that one she still gave us permission for the call but she's like, wow. wh- She's like, whoever that guy is is evil. I remember she's saying that a person from Crank Egg is the oh. callback. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I I got to commit. Wait, it's- sorry,
0: she said that to who?
1: To like, they would always have someone yeah. call back to get yeah. consent. Hey, you're uh-huh. on a prank show. Will you be on the show? They have to get permission. <gasps> wow. But she like, said it's you like were a- evil. Yeah, but it's like an actor in a scene. You know what I mean? You have to yeah. be in the moment. Yeah. Whatever the scene is, if you have to be physically violent with a woman, right. What are you gonna do? That's part of the scene. That's what you have to do.
0: Yeah. No, I wasn't asking if in the I was not asking if in the moment you right. feel guilty. I was just saying, like, in general, what is your feeling about sort of making people believe these kinds of things?
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, if you break it down, yeah. I mean, people, especially when you're doing like an outgoing call, like the crank, because you're just bothering people. <laughs> like the incoming, it's fair game. They're calling yes, me yes. to my house, my privacy taken away. So, but yeah, the outgoing, you can. And I do these hidden camera pranks where you're messing with people. And yeah. I mean, but I'm like, all right, sorry.
0: (laughs) What are the hidden camera pranks?
1: We did a whole bunch. Like, I did a hidden I did a pilot for Comedy Central. We're trying to bring it back, actually. It was called Meet the Creeps. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we went on our own hidden camera. Like, I, um, I went to a restaurant. I made the guy, when the guy comes around for fresh pepper. I made him put pepper on for uh-huh. like 35 straight <laughs> minutes. He went through three pepper mills. All my friends were sitting around. No one said a word. You need more? Yeah, no, nah, I need more. I need more. You need more? He's switching his arm. His arm got tired. And at one point, I go, hold on. Was, the pepper was covering the chicken like, like half. I go, turned it over. Can you start on this side now? <laughs> So do stuff like that. And then at the end, when we got permission, they go, we just already liked a lot of Pepper. Like, they didn't even care. <laughs> right. I mean, I guess we helped to help that we left them a big tip. Yeah. But he's like, I, they brought another guy in because that right. guy's arm was tired. Then he's coming in get, right. doing a Pepper. and right. So we get a pull pranks like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that stuff, I would say that, like, the Pepper thing is, there's nothing traumatizing about that. Right. Versus, like, the shooting
1: a person <laughs> yeah that was yeah i know i I probably went a little over the well, line with that
0: you're evil so what are you gonna do well
1: i didn't even tell you about the one where the cops broke down my door
0: i feel like i tell tell me i so, think it's ringing about
1: I, I had my friend there chuck with my girlfriend at the time and we pretended but when the telemarketer called in the background you just hear her screaming and he's whatever and she's like what's going on i got my friend just giving my girlfriend a home abortion <laughs> And she's like, "What?" I go, "Yeah, I just around the holidays. I'm just trying to save a few bucks." He's got a tool chest. He said he knows what he's doing, so just don't, don't, don't worry about it. She's like, "What?" Are you? I go, "Yeah, just give me the information from whatever she was calling for." And she goes right into a pitch, and she's yelling, "Ow, ow!" He's like, "Oh, don't worry. Hold on, hold on. Ow, ow!" He's like, "I just pulled an arm out. It was horrible. It was a horrible. I don't know what I was thinking."
0: And this is like when you were young, right?
1: No. Oh. No. <laughs> no. Not at all. I was a grown man. Okay. Yeah.
0: Somehow that makes it. Mid thirties, okay. yeah.
1: It's no no ex- no reason to do it. You know, as a sixteen year old, yeah, maybe, but no. This is mid thirties.
0: Okay. Yeah, you were you were in the. It, go ahead, go ahead.
1: So it lasts about three minutes. The woman's horrified. She hangs up. Little did I know she has my information in front of her, right. my address. She calls She I don't know where she was calling from, like Boston. Mm-hmm. She calls the local police and said that someone was giving a home abortion. A woman screaming, yelling. I went out. Me, my girlfriend, and my friend, like, let's go to Starbucks. We're just sitting there laughing, whatever. But I come back like an hour later. My door is busted in. They, the police, the local police kicked open my door because they thought someone was bleeding upstairs because no one was answering. Uh-huh. And they w- went around, looked, walked around like that. I come home. All well, my neighbors are out front. The door's off the hinges. <laughs> I go, what happened? They go, oh, it was it, ambulance, EMS. They had, they had ambulance, EMS workers show up, like three cop cars. And then I went down to the police station. go, hey, listen, you guys were on my house. It was just a joke. And like, you thought that was a joke? And I'm like, "Ah, yeah, I filled out a whole form. Like I just said, hey, this I'm they go fill this out to get a statement. And then I wound up getting charged for like a disorderly conduct. I had to go to court What? because they they said, first of all, he goes, you realize that if that that was a prank call, I go, look, I didn't tell a woman to call up cops. She goes, if that if that EMS truck was going down that little street, like 60 miles an hour, if they killed somebody, you're responsible.
0: But she called you, didn't she? And
1: she called me, and then she she believed it. I go, she believed it. I go, it's so, not, you know. And that, uh, that anyway,
0: seems
1: fucked up. So I, I and then I had to go to court. I had to get a lawyer. I was actually, I could have, I could have got six months in jail. Because
0: for, you, that, ah, this is bothering you. Know, I, I don't
1: know how, but all I know up. it was one of those disorderly conducts yeah. where I had to go to court, so I had to get a lawyer. Uh-huh. And I remember, like, I was the first case. It was packed the courthouse, and the judge is like, "You did a call, were you?" your friend was they called you I know I go uh, I didn't want to argue with them and you pretend you're giving your girlfriend your roommate a home abortion he goes you think that's funny and I get you're on Comedy Central because there's crank anchors on all the time and this is what you pass off as comedy did you think that and me mom biting my lip like a little kid getting in Mm. trouble I'm like I don't know what I was thinking I'm really sorry I don't know what I was doing he's like this is horrible this is hard, but you uh, you uh, do you feel any remorse? I go absolutely, oh Abs- I wound up getting fined like eight hundred bucks and whatever, and that was it. I didn't. Have, but I, I I had to get a lawyer. Did you know. pay for the lawyer? Yeah.
0: So the whole thing was more than eight hundred. Yeah, it was, uh,
1: yeah. It was a friend of mine. that was a lawyer. Good. He's like, and he talked to the prosecutor before, but still, I was faced. I the judge could have gave me six uh, six months in jail.
0: Insane when they called you.
1: I know that's the thing. I I was trying. I didn't want to argue right. with the judge. No, I get that. That's he smart. Doesn't, he that's doesn't want smart. to hear that. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't want to. But I remember him scolding me. And then I had a walk. It was like the walk of shame through the packed courthouse because I was like the first case. And everyone heard that like, you know, because I heard groans like you. Your friend was giving your girlfriend a home abortion. you And we had a vacuum going on in the background, too. <laughs> I forgot about that. He goes, you had a vacuum going on and she's so, screaming. So you,
0: your girlfriend and your roommate were all doing it.
1: We were all doing it. Yeah. And My girlfriend's like, that was just evil. What's wrong? We go, thank you for playing. She's like, I'm not doing it again. I go, all right, I get it. No problem. It's funny. It was funny, but – and he's like – and you had a vacuum going on, pretend – and when I walked past the, the whole courtroom, they were like, oh, just looking at me like I was like a sex offender, like you piece of shit.
0: But there were some people in your life who agreed it was funny, right?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody.
0: Um, That's really smart that you didn't want to argue with the judge. Was that your own smart – being smart or was that your lawyer's counsel
1: probably lawyers but i knew not to i'm like i'm not going to try to convince this guy that you know it was fake yeah. and she called me and i didn't call or whatever like that so
0: because i the principle of it is like bothering me just sitting across yeah. from you because i just would have been like they they called me how is this on me well
1: that's why i was telling the cops when i went down to the police yeah. station i was like listen i didn't i didn't call she she believed it right so how is it my fault yeah He's like, well, just fill a statement out and admit that you did, you know, whatever it was. And then they, they tricked me because then I was like guilty. Right. I, then I get a ticket in the mail and I got to go to court. My friend does a cop because you should have never went down there. They I can't see. do anything. Oh. I just was like, oh, you know what? Let me just go down there and just tell them it was a joke.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. But I have oh. the whole. Yeah. So so
0: ha- so if it were to happen again, which it w- wouldn't like if you were if you to in retrospect, how should you have handled it?
1: Um, The same way I did I mean I, I
0: But I mean like what, According to your lawyer friend They They come to your house And then you just do nothing
1: Well you know I don't know I mean I would have I would probably would have I didn't think the woman was I, I forgot that she had my address Yeah So I didn't think she was actually Going to call the local police From where the hell she was right. And tell them hey this is going on And they were going to come to the house In a million years I never thought that would happen Yeah so I, did, I, I was completely shell-shocked when I got there. My door was hanging off the hinges, this piece of wood.
0: <laughs> did you? And you had to pay to fix your door, right?
1: Yeah, I had to pay to fix the I'm, door. This
0: is making me...
1: But it was a great story.
0: You're right. You, you got, know what I mean? So
1: you, sometimes you got to do it for the story.
0: Yeah, I guess you, you took one for the team, but it's making me upset. And thank goodness for therapy where I will go to discuss your story. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. <laughs> It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. For example, the injustice of what Jim Florentine (laughs) faced. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, for example, rehanging your door yourself, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or how small. Anyone who's been listening to me for more than one episode knows. I'm a big fan of therapy. I've been in therapy for a long time. It helps me immensely. I cannot imagine where I would be without therapy. I would just be crumpled in the fetal position and probably – more of a burden on those who love me than I am right now. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists at any time. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash friend today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, betterhelp.com slash bestfriend. And again, that's BetterHelp, better, H E L P dot slash best friend. All right, you're special. Bite the bullet. Where did you record that?
1: I recorded Fairfield, Connecticut. This place called the Fairfield Theater. Mm-hmm. I shot it over the summer. It came out, you know, a couple months ago. But I put it out free on YouTube. That's what the comics are doing now. Yeah. Got a lot of views. And then it was up there for like two months. And then I just put it, you know, then Amazon prime, they, they got like three or four of my specials on there. So you can rent it or buy it. Nice. You're up on Amazon prime. So, um, yeah, so it's good. You know, I think, yeah, that's like a fourth one up there, but Mm -hmm. I just love work and I love coming up with new material. You know, you know, I, uh, you know, the, the, I just I still love it after I'm doing over 30 years now comedy right. I just love it I still love getting up to I'm like I pinch myself like, I get I get paid to tell jokes this yeah. is awesome as you get older you realize like you appreciate it even more right you know and I can make my own schedule my own boss I work around my kids schedule all that stuff so it's great
0: mm-hmm. and you wrote a book as well
1: yeah I wrote a book basically based off the podcast called mm-hmm. everybody's awful right yeah it's just examples of people being stupid on social media
0: right that's awesome yeah um, so at one point, your podcast was on Barstool, right? Yes,
1: yeah, so I was on Barstool for two years.
0: yeah, so what happened?
1: Um, you know, it was right before the pandemic january twenty twenty I signed up They originally. They wanted to bring that metal show I used to do on this heavy metal talk show. They wanted to bring it back on their platform.
0: I see, and it was VH1, right?
1: It was on VH1 Classic, yeah. So they like, listen, we want that show on here. We're gonna we're gonna start some like you know video and TV. And we're gonna get a studio in New York and want to shoot it. Okay, great. But then they go, but first, let's start your podcast here. And about six months, we'll start doing that metal show. Let let us introduce you our audience. It's like okay, cool. And then all of a sudden, March twenty twenty hit. Everything was shut yeah. down. Two years later, I had a two year contract and then it was just like, all right, we'll just part ways. Right. And it was, it was amicable. No, no, no issues. I wanted to be on my own anyway. You know, where I could just be, you know, I do a whole Patreon and all that stuff. So it, it's, I don't want any bosses. Yeah. You know, if I could not work with it for anyone. So, but they were totally cool. They never, you know, got along great with everybody. You know, they never said, don't say this, don't say that. Mm-hmm. They love mes- mixing it up. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they like causing problems. So, um, but yeah, ultimately if the pandemic didn't happen, that would have been on that network. But, but two years later, it's like, all right, you know, that time has passed, which is fine, but I got no hard feelings.
0: How was your pandemic?
1: I bonded a lot more with my kid. I looked at it that way. We had a routine every day. We're out of a driveway playing, shooting baskets and all that stuff, watching movies, old like Sandler movies and all those, you know, show them some classics, all that stuff. So He got into all of that. We had a whole routine going. You know, I would still only had him the half the week, and then my ex would have him. But it was great. Like, he missed his friends and stuff. And even friends on the block, we wouldn't see each other. Probably for about till maybe the summer of 2020, they started kind of hanging out outside. But uh, it worked for us. Mm -hmm. Like, I really felt, like, super close to my son. We were doing all these little projects, so we were helping do De- redecorate in the basement and stuff like that i put up all this memorabilia have he helped me with it and stuff so it was a good time like i really bonded even more and i met like it was like this is cool we go to bed at like eight o'clock the same time <laughs> wake up at the same time i put her in the bed he goes are you going to bed now too
0: oh
1: and he's like hey, come on you're gonna stay up then i'm gonna to, then i'm gonna get up in the morning you can still be sleeping what am i gonna do i don't know figure it out <laughs> And then we had to watch the same TV shows. And if I watch, he goes, don't watch them when you, when I go to sleep. Aww. It was like a relationship. Yeah. And he caught me once. He saw the DVR. Was, he's like, wait a minute. You watched some last night. I go, I just watched a little. He's like, why? I'm like, I'm in a relationship with him. This is relationship <laughs> shit. I tried to sneak one in. I watched one episode one time, and I pretend that I didn't watch it.
0: What was it? Do you remember?
1: It might have been Cobra Kai.
0: Okay. Should I watch that? I haven't watched it nah,
1: you know no? if you' if you're a teenager, yeah
0: I mean, thank you, but I'm not
1: right, yeah, it's like <laughs> the first couple episodes of your karate kid, but now it's like geared all the teenagers love it, yeah, you know, so it's a little it's a little silly, but right. it's still not bad, but i I think that was it. I said, you know what I want to watch 'cause I was whatever the cliffhanger was mm. Mm-hmm. And then I had a, the next day I had to pretend like I didn't watch the episode. Right. I'm like, whoa, I was overacting. Wow, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> He's like, what's wrong with you? I got nothing. I wanted to sell it that I didn't totally. watch it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh,
0: we have some questions that listeners sent in on Patreon. I am also on Patreon. 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 patreoncom slash Rosen is where you go. All sorts of bonus stuff, uh, bonus episodes of my Patreon podcast, the Friend Zone. It's love where you can text me and I will text you back. Uh, and we have some questions.
1: When we ask, they send them in. they wonder wondering how you have been. So
0: thanks so much for answering these questions from our fans. Okay. Elizabeth Yandahl says, What was the most surprising thing to learn on Inside the NFL?
1: Um, You know, working for HBO – they they wanted an edgy comic mm-hmm. to come in and do some ed- – Wanda Sykes was the, was on for like three years. And then she got so big, she's like, I got to leave this. They hired me to go, we really want you to push buttons. Interesting. Be We want to be edgy. And ultimately, I got fired after one year because they didn't really want you to be edgy.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, when you said that they wanted someone – when they're like, we want someone to push buttons, it, I was thinking, Really? So no. Well,
1: I'm a big football fan, so I, you know, they knew the guy hired me new and stuff. But he's just like, dude, go after players. Let's yeah. make fun of this, big fun. And then I come up with it, no. And then stuff that we did. No one really wants that. They didn't want it. They yeah. they thought they did, and they didn't. So I lasted. It was fine, but it was great though. I got you know I'm a big uh, Miami Dolphin fan, and and Dan Marino was mm-hmm. working on the show at the time. So I'm still friends with him this day because of that one year. So it was so all that's worth fun. it. Yeah.
0: yeah. uh. Did they give you feedback at the time, like you're pushing, t- or you're you're too edgy, or was it just like at the end they're like, mm,
1: yeah, at the end? Because it. I did this whole bit where Ricky Williams, one of the football player, he retired in the middle of his career to go smoke pot. He was a big, you mm-hmm. know, weed guy, and like in the middle of his career. So I made fun of it. I dressed up like Ricky Williams to try to get back on the Dolphins smoking weed. And like fake smoking weed, and they went crazy. Like the heads, age you can't show that him smoking weed. It was fake, obviously. Right. You know, on, on TV, the kids watch HBO in the inside the NFL in the morning, and then ultimately that's the thing that got funny. Mm-hmm. It, 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 meanwhile, it was a huge hit. Even Bob Costas at the time goes, right. "No, you need to you need to air that. That's funny." And then the, the heads are like, "All right, we're done with this guy." You know, they let me do like two more bits, and then like, "All right, we're you know?"
0: I. Uh gym
1: it's you know when you work in tv it's like a relationship yeah they're really cool in the beginning and then they slowly break it down and change you. they go be yourself no i love what you are yeah and then six months in that, that's a, that's tv mm-hmm. that's working for you know that's what they do they break it down no do your do what exactly what you do that you we want that's what we want right six months later you're like <laughs> what happened to all my friends i can't go out anymore
0: <laughs> yeah and that's so interesting because I I just feel like I just feel like you're getting a raw deal left and right with the abortion thing with this thing.
1: I don't care. I mean, I, I'm joking. It's part of, yeah, it's yeah. Part, yeah. I'm
0: joking, but I just feel like you shouldn't have had to pay for the for that decision. Like that's not you know. So they they let that happen.
1: No, I know, and it's like, but um, that's why I always love going back to stand-up, because yeah. I'm in a club, right. I could say what I want, you know, and I, I, I could do what I want, I could dress what I want, mm-hmm. so that's why I always, like, that's my first love, so this TV stuff is great, gives you exposure, but it's not, to me, it's mm-hmm. not, like, I've done a little roles here and there, but that's not, I can't do that, I can't.
0: When you say that TV is like a relation, like, what are your other TV experiences that have been like this
1: well that metal show was a heavy mm-hmm. metal talk show we're on for eight years you know in the beginning they're like no you do this then all of a sudden they want to change you, someone has to put their fingerprints on something they have right. to feel like they're doing their job right. meanwhile they don't know anything about the genre of music or anything mm-hmm. we know it you know and they're trying to force this stuff like no no one's going to want to watch it they don't care if we have slash on from guns and roses they don't want us doing stupid comedy bits yeah. people want to hear what he's saying we know that audience so you have to fight with them over that stuff what they think is funny, which, which is not. So, uh, no, you deal with that a lot, but, uh, yeah, that, and crank is that was the, one. I remember telling Jimmy back in the day, I go, this is even like 10 years after it was canceled. I go, Jimmy, this was the, the best show I ever worked on. I go, you guys spoiled me because that was my first TV show. We'd go to Vegas. they fly me out first class. I could bring my girlfriend first class, Bellagio for five, six days. We'd make prank phone calls for like three, four hours. Go to the steakhouse, best steakhouse. Oh, you want to go to a strip club? Sure. Why not? And the next day, go do calls again. They treated us like gold. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, and ever since then, I go, you guys spoiled me. I thought every set was like this. It's not.
0: (laughs) Right, right. You used to do red eye, didn't you? Yeah. That was fun.
1: Yeah, that was great because it was like a thing where in New York, the show was on at three in the morning, but at seven o'clock, they would tape it. So all the New York comics were over there and you know it's like perfect before we do our comedy sets go over there and get some exposure you know I still go on a show Greg Gutfeld I know he's yeah I know he's on Fox and people go crazy but I've been friends with that guy for like 15 years we're not we don't text each other or anything like that but everybody abandoned him because he's on that network and, I'm, and he's like dude no comics want to do the show like his producer reached out. I go I'll do it I'm not that political I can make fun of both sides it's not too much it's a little maybe 10 minutes of the show and the rest is just uh-huh. goofy stories about a flying saucer or something like that or animals
0: is it similar to red eye is the feeling of it that
1: yeah kind of yeah yeah pretty much he does now he does a monologue he has four guests on he goes around so what do you think about this what do you you know and it's not it's not all you know one it's not all politics like maybe 10-15 minutes
0: is it more political than red eye was I should probably check it out, though. Okay. Um, That'll give me a ma- sense of
1: it. Maybe, but not yeah. too much. Not okay. too much. It's silly stuff, like if, really. I don't know, if like Joe Biden. Is, you know, doesn't know which way he's walking, or he puts his hand out to shake it. Like, eh, hey, whatever. Right. Like silly. It's not too serious because I don't. I'm not. I don't want to get into it. Yeah. I don't t- take sides on either. I'm friends with you know Republicans. I'm friends with Democrats. Most of the comics are liberal. I got no problem with it. I kind of. I'm kind of in the middle. I just don't. I don't want to. I never. Bring that into conversations. All my, I got different friends from all different spectrums, my neighbors, and all that stuff. I don't care,
0: and you don't feel, but it's, but it's you big. Feel it's, pushed to have a political take.
1: No, because I don't really, because I know it's pro wrestling. At the end of the day, it's like you get all worked up over it, and nothing really gets done, right? Rarely, you know. It's a whole machine. If you're not in the machine, you know what I mean. I, I just, you know, you get caught up in it. It's, I'm, I, can't let it affect my emotions every day. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's supposed to go to jail. Everybody's doing this. Nobody goes to jail. Nothing happens. (laughs) One guy's on house arrest for 30 days. I thought that guy was going to get in the electric chair. No, 30 days, house arrest. Oh, my God, forget it. (laughs) I really think they're like pro wrestling. Like, they all just rip each other apart on TV's both sides. And then at night, they go to dinner. That was great what you said about. I can't believe. Ah, whatever. Come on. We're doing (laughs) it for TV. (laughs) So... But he has, he does have a big audience and it's huge. Right. It's but, it's not, really but it's not, but it's not, and it's not like a bunch of like, you know, Republicans coming to my show. If you're funny, I just go on there to be funny. I'm mm-hmm. not being serious. Right. I'm always cracking jokes on them. Like I'll come up with a punchline or something. So, um, at this point I'm not going to turn stuff down. You know, I've been around mm-hmm. a long time. It's a young man's game. So if some TV show, I, I if CNN had a show or MSNBC, I'd go on there.
0: Right. I wouldn't care,
1: but a lot of comics abandoned him because of his views. Like, I can't, that's going to be a problem. I go, why? What does it matter? You used to to be able to hang out with people with different views. And then it it just changed, Mm -hmm. you know, over the last six or seven years. I don't let it bother me. I'm like, whatever.
0: Right, right. Um, Do you have a Just Me or Everyone? This is a segment where uh, people... Uh, write in with things they think or do, and they wonder is it just me or is it everyone? Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Did Meredith send this to
1: you? She did. but okay. it, You know what? I, I, I kind of mentioned it earlier. And maybe it's just me when they ask do you have a club card? Do you oh, have yeah. a, the phone number? You know your your rewards program. It's like that drives me nuts because I'm like, if I had a a rewards card or if I had the phone number, don't you think I would give it to you? Are you going to remind me that I'm in a CVS and I can get points to maybe I can get a friggin' free razor right. or whatever? You don't think I'd have it out? Like, you know what? You're right. I didn't. I forgot where I was. I thought I was buying pants, even though I got shaving cream <laughs> here. But yes, and it drives me nuts. Like I can't answer the question. Yeah. I'll, i i won 't answer on pretend i'm doing something else i'll be uh, how does this credit card work? Do you have a rewards card I'm, I'm sh- the credit card I think it's broke no, you got to hold on sir uh, okay i it drives me nuts i don't know if it drives everyone else nuts, but I know it's the the, the manager telling them make sure you ask mm-hmm. if they have a rewards mm-hmm. if you want to sign up no yeah it drives me i'm telling you I tense up when i'm I'm like please just don 't ask me please
0: that doesn't drive me nuts, but what drives me nuts and we talked about this last time. But it always it does drive and and you said it doesn't drive you nuts. It drives me nuts when I'm checking out at the grocery store and they say, "Did you find everything okay
1: that one I don't like that one either
0: oh see, you said that you don't mind it that i much. i,
1: I I've, been it, I've been hearing it I've been hearing a lot lately.
0: it drives me nuts because I feel like. If I say, like, what is the point of, you know, it drives me nuts because I feel like it's manipulative. Because I feel like they're coaxing me into, te- into think, into, w- like, they want me to think that I had a great shopping experience. Like. I
1: never looked at it that way.
0: I mean, I, I'm probably being really highly cynical. Because the truth is, if i say like actually no i didn't find everything are they gonna go help me find it right no. they're gonna
1: t- go tell the people behind you online hey yeah. listen we're gonna i'm gonna go walk her to at the produce right. aisle will find a friggin uh, so carrots I
0: feel like they're trying to get me to be like yes and then i'll walk out being like i found everything i'm so stupid that now i think i had a i don't i don't know if it's a weird question
1: i went into one of those five below stores i don't know if you have them out here no it's a little, it's almost like a dollar store, but it's okay. a $5 store. Oh,
0: interesting. So
1: it. me and my son walked in there like last week and the guy goes, "Welcome to the five below. And I just looked over <laughs> and it bothered me for like two hours. I'm did like,
0: he welcome you to the store?
1: Yeah. He was the cashier. We walked in and it was like right over there. Welcome to five below. I, I mean, he might've but said, the did, nerve of him. he might've said, let me know if you need anything or oh. whatever. And I just kept walking. I go, why did he welcome? I know where I'm, I'm like, what, what is, for what reason? Did he do that?
0: It's friendliness, probably, but
1: it's not because it's not yeah. coming from. But you think the guy's really friendly? No, no some manager corporate. told him. You know, okay, thank. Now I am going to come back here. I was going to go to uh, you know <laughs> four below, some other four below to get it, but that the guy, you know, welcome to five below. Now I feel comfortable. Yeah. I, I do a thing on my podcast, uh, Yelp reviews, when people mm. leave like a one star Yelp review, and a lot of them they go, "I went up to the hostess and she didn't even smile." She didn't greet us with a smile. I'm like, that's what you're. That's what you were worried about, right? Like she, she, she was just like indifferent, you know. And she didn't even smile, greet us to bring us to the table with a smile. Who cares? That's what you're worried about. <laughs> and they'll put that in the review, right? I'm like, I, I, that's that's insane. I don't need that guy saying, "Welcome to Five Below," and I don't need. I don't care if the. I don't care if the hostess, as she's walking to the table, she just starts shitting, and I'm stepping in it. <laughs> I wouldn't even, I'd be like, all right, well, she had to go. Uh, I wouldn't even care about that, let alone that she has to greet me with a smile. Right. I don't need my ass kissed. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's what it is. And I don't need that guy telling me, walk on the five below. I'm still mad. Now you got me riled up over it. I
0: know. My God. Jim Florentine, it has been such a delight having you on the show. And I've been doing mostly Zooms, so it's been even more delightful having you in person Oh, thank on you. The show. That's even,
1: thank you. I appreciate thank it.
0: Thank you. Tell everyone where they can find you, what they should look out for, et cetera. Give okay.
1: Your hugs, uh, JimFlorentine.com is my, you know, I'm touring all over tour dates today. But my comedy special, Bite the Bullet, it's on Amazon Prime. You can rent it or buy it. And then also Terrorizing Telemarketers. If you like prank calls, if you hate telemarketers, you'll like this stuff. Your kids can listen to it. There's no cursing on it or anything like that. I have seven volumes out of these terrorizing telemarketers, wherever you listen to music, wherever you get your music.
0: get uh, yeah, It's so, I was like crying, laughing.
1: I want you to listen to a fiance call when you get a chance. Yeah, I will. But you need, when your kids are asleep, like it's, it's, it's intense. Yeah. Like you I'll, need to be, yeah, just it's 18 minutes and one second.
0: I, <laughs> I, cannot wait. Uh, and, and, if you'd like what you're hearing, or even if you don't, please make sure you're subscribed. Tell a friend. Leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, please. Uh, follow me on social media at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. I'm also on TikTok, the Allison Rosen. And uh, subscribe to my YouTube, youtube.com slash Alison I already mentioned Patreon, patreon.com slash Alison Rosen. And uh, shoot. Oh, yes. My other podcasts. Childish with Greg Fitzsimmons. That comes out every other Wednesday. And then Upworthy Weekly, my lighthearted news show. That's on Saturdays. If you haven't checked that one out, give that one a listen. It's uh, it's what your Saturday needs. Jim, thank you so much. This was so Thank you much for having fun. me. I
1: appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you
1: know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time to go, yeah, Allison Rosie.